So, you guys remember the story of the um, Baal Shem Tov of the future? Some yeah. of those stories. Okay, well, so this is another Baal Shem Tov of the future story. Because I like him, and I think his stories are interesting. And it makes it's fun for me to tell stories about him. So, here's what happened. He was in his spaceship, flying from planet to planet, when he got a call from one of his good friends, um, King Roland, who lived on the planet Bratslav. Uh, well, okay, Alderaan. So his friend, um, who was named, uh, Alderaan. Alderaan. That was his friend's name? King Alderaan. So King Alderaan called up, um, the Baal Shem Tov and, of the future, and he said, Baal Shem Tov of the future, and he said, what do you want? I'm, I'm flying around. Do you need some help? And King Alderaan said, No, I'm calling to invite you to a big party that I'm having at my house. And we're going to celebrate for 127 days. And I'd like to invite you to come celebrate with us. And future said, Well, what are you celebrating? And he said, I'm celebrating um, that I am so happy with all of my children, and I'm turning 60 years old. And he said, oh, that is wonderful. I'll come. Uh, for sure, I'll be there. So he showed up uh, to Alderaan, which was not destroyed by uh, anybody, Darth Vader or anybody, because this is a different universe. And... He showed up, and he got in his shuttlecraft, and he flew down to the planet, and he saw they were having a huge party, and they showed him where he was going to sleep, and he met all of the children of the king, uh, King Alderaan, and the king had six sons and one daughter. And they were all very sweet and very nice. But after several days of this party where all of the friends were there, um, he, the king started to get a little frustrated because nobody was listening to him. And especially his uh, daughter, who he loved so much. But she was just not listening to what he said. And so he lost his temper. This is the story. Uh, <laughs> this is the story. I was planning on telling this before anything. Um, so it, it's actually based on a very famous story called The Lost Princess by um, Nachman of Bratslav. So... Um, so the king got really angry with his daughter, and he said, Let the not good one take you away. 
which means like he wished like that like some bad evil force would come take her away but he didn't mean to and he was regretted it right away um and so in the morning he went to go apologize to his daughter and he opened her door and what do you guys think happened she took her away. It wasn't. She was gone. Yeah, she was. She had disappeared. And no matter where he went in the house to look for her, she wasn't there. All over the castle, all over the palace, and he went everywhere, but he couldn't find her anywhere. And he started to get really frustrated. Um, and the Balshemtov of the future, who was a good friend of King Alderon, saw how upset King Alderon was getting. And he said to himself, oh, I should really help the king. All right. So he went up to the king and he said, King Alderon. And King Alderon said, yes, I, um, I don't know what to do. And Balsham over the future said, I will help you. All I need is a, a speeder, which is like, you know, like the... Um, cars that Luke Skywalker had and uh, somebody to be like my assistant to help me like maybe a droid um, and some money for expenses and I will go off and I will search for your daughter I will search this entire planet and every other planet to find your daughter and so the king said, I will give you all of those things. I will give you a speeder. I will give you a robot named C-3PO. And I will give you as much money as you need. And so the Basham Tov of the Future said, okay, thank you. And so first, the Basham Tov of the Future rode all over the planet. Uh, he went from one place to another through through the wilderness and fields and forests and he looked and he looked he couldn't find her so um finally he decided to go check other planets in the system so he started flying around to other planets and he checked every other planet until finally he saw a pathway through the galaxy that he hadn't seen before. It was a tiny little pathway leading off to the side. And he thought, well, I've traveled all over and I've been almost to every single planet in this uh, galaxy and in this solar system and I can't find her. So let me try this little pathway. So he took his starship on the pathway and he kept going for a very, very long time until finally he saw a planet. And this planet was pretty small, but he landed on it anyway. And there on the planet was a huge castle with lots of soldiers sitting around and standing around it. And the castle was beautiful and all of the troops looked very organized and very efficient. Um, and he was afraid that these soldiers the troops, who guards outside wouldn't let him enter. But he thought, well, I've looked every place else. I have to at least try to look here. So I'll go and try. 
So he left his horse, or sorry, he left his speeder, and he went to the castle. And he walked right up to it, and nobody even acknowledged that he was there. And they let him walk right in, and they allowed him to walk through the castle like he wasn't even there, from room to room to room, till finally he came to a great big hall. And he came in and he looked around, and there was a king sitting there with a crown on. And in front of him there were all there were lots of soldiers and there were singers with instruments and it was very, very beautiful. But nobody asked him anything or looked at him and even acknowledged that he was there. And he saw lots of food and yummy things to eat, and he ate and he went to lie down in a corner just to relax and see if anybody would stop him, and nobody stopped him. And all of a sudden the king gave out an order, said, Bring the queen! And all of the uh, musicians went to find the queen, and there was a great, lots of noise, and everybody was very happy, and they started to cheer, a big cheer, and the musicians played, and they sang as they brought in the queen, and they placed a chair for her right by the king, and she sat right down, and the Basham of the future saw her, and he realized this was the lost princess. He recognized her. So, a little bit later, the queen was looking around, and she saw him, somebody, but she didn't know it was him, lying in the corner. And she looked at him a little closer, and she recognized him. And she got off her throne, and she went to him, and she touched him. And she said, do you recognize me? And he said, yes! I recognize you. You're the king's daughter who was lost. How did you get here? And she said, because my father said that thing that came out of his mouth, that that mean thing, and 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 the, and the not good one came and, and heard him and, and took me away and brought me here, and this is the planet of the not good one. And the Bhattam Hotel of the future said, well, your father was so upset. He's, he's in terrible pain, and I've been looking for you for many, many years. And he said, how can I get you out of here? And she said, well, it really isn't really possible for you to get me out of here unless you choose a place for you to go and, and go to and just sit and stay in that place for a whole year. And for the whole year, you have to really, really think about me and really yearn for me, like really want for me to be free. And whenever you have time, just yearn, just think about me and try and... Can you do that for him? What? Can you do that for him to do? Yeah, well, that's what he's supposed to do for the whole year. Is he going to do it? Well, do you want to hear the story or not? But is he going to do it? Uh, yes, he's going to do it. He's gonna try, so he has to yearn, really want to, her to free him, to free her, and he has to wait and look. Well, can we listen to the story, please? Because the story is the story, okay? So he said, she said, and then also on the last day of your year that you're waiting for me in this place, you need to fast all day. You guys know what fasting is? Yeah, when you don't eat. And then you can't sleep for the last 24 hours. Do not fall asleep. And so he went and he chose a place with his trusty robot C-3PO by his side. 
and he sat there for a whole year. Um, and there was actually an apple tree there. Can you turn that sh phone off? Shush, it's really not working for me. Um, so there was an apple tree there, which he ate to keep his to keep uh, his strength up for the year, so that he had some food. So he just ate the apples the whole year, and uh, until that last day came, and he had to fast. And so he started to fast that last day. And he didn't sleep the whole day. He didn't sleep the whole day. Um, and the last moments of the day were coming. And it was almost, the day was almost over, and he was almost finished with the whole thing she told him. But he started looking up at the tree, and he realized that he was really, really, really hungry. What? He realized he was really, really, really hungry. And, and just he just had to have an apple. So he thought, ugh, if I just take one bite of an apple, it's not going to be such a big deal. And so he pulled an apple off the tree, and he took a bite, a little tiny bite just for the taste and you know what happened he fell right to sleep completely slept and he slept not for one day but not for two days not for three days but for a whole year and C-3PO his robot tried to wake him up but he couldn't he couldn't wake up and he kept trying to wake him up, but he wouldn't wake up until finally he woke him up. And it was many, many years later, and he woke up and he, he said, Where am I? Where? What world am I on? And C-3PO said, Well, um, you ate from the, that apple in the last hour uh, before you were going to finish. And um, you've been asleep for a very, very long time, for many, many, many years. And the Bashem Tov of the future was very sad. And he started to cry. And, and he, he went and he went back to that planet where he found the king's daughter. And he saw her and he found her again. And she said, Ugh, what's wrong with you? You you, you had... You were so close. You, you, you stayed in that place all year to the last day. And... And even in the last hours, you, you could have completely done it. But then you took that bite of that apple. And I know it's hard not to eat, especially on the last day. But but ugh, I can't believe that happened to you. And you weren't able to get me. I'm sad for you and I'm sad for me. But she said, if you want. You can try again. And the story of how he tries again, I'll tell later. No. The end. No. All right, you want that as your second story? Yeah. What happens next? Yeah. Okay, second story is what happens next. So here comes the second story. So, second story is, she said, okay, 
I know it was really hard to not eat, so I'm not going to tell you not to eat. But what I'd like you to do is go back and choose that same place and stay there for a whole another year. And on the last day, you can eat, but just don't sleep and don't drink any wine so that you, it doesn't put you to sleep because the main thing is not to fall asleep. And so he did what she said, and he went to the planet, and he stayed there all all year, and he waited, and he waited, and it was the last day, and as he was staying awake all day, because the main thing was not to fall asleep, he saw a stream that was flowing by, and it was a beautiful spring, and as he got closer to it, he realized that it was red. And it smelled like wine. C-3PO said, Have you seen that spring? It should be water, but it's red and it smells like wine. And the, and the Bashem of the future said, Really? I wonder if it's wine. And he dipped his finger in. And he put a little drop on his tongue. And what do you think happened next? He fell asleep to a deep, deep sleep. And he slept for 70 years. And lots of troops passed by the planet and with equipment and bags. And, and, and C-3PO hid himself from the soldiers. And afterward, there were carriages and a chariot. And finally, there was a, there was a spaceship that came that landed on the planet and there was the king's daughter and she got out of her, her spaceship and she went next to him and she stepped down from the spaceship and she sat next to him and, and she recognized him and she tried really hard to wake him up she said wake up, wake up, wake up but he didn't wake up so she started to cry she said ugh he made he was tried so hard for so many years to get me out and just because that one day he had that little drop of wine he could have freed me he lost his chance and she started crying and crying and crying she said ugh it's so hard for him and for me i've been with this this not good one for so long and i can't get out and she took his scarf from her head and she wrote on it with her tears and she laid it next to him and stood up and went back to her spaceship and left. Not long after that, the Baal Shem Tov of the future woke up. And he went to the, uh, to, the C3, to the robot C-3PO and he said, where am I? What world am I on? And C-3PO said, oh, and she, he told him all that happened and how he had the little drop of wine, he fell asleep, and how all the soldiers passed by, and then chariots, and then finally how the, the princess landed her spaceship there, and she's cried over him, and, and, and she cried about how sad it was for him and for her. And then all of a sudden he noticed that her scarf lying right next to him. And he said, where is this from? And C-3PO told him that she wrote on it with her tears. And he picked it up and he held it toward the sun. And he saw some letters. And written right there, he could read all her complaints and all the things she said. And then she said in the letter, 
I am no longer in that castle on that planet. Instead, you need to search the universe for a mountain of gold and a castle of pearls on top of the mountain, and there is where you will find me. And so the Baal Shem Tov said to C-3PO, you've been with me enough, you've, you've really helped me, I, I can't make you come with me for another long journey, you should go off and live your own life. And so he went off alone to search for her. And he traveled another many, many years looking for the gold mountain with the pearl castle. And he went to every single planet. The Baal Shem Tov of the future was looking. He went to every single planet all around the world, all in every single world, and all around the universe. And he couldn't find the planet there anywhere. And so he went searching through the uninhabited part of space where there were no planets. And he he flew through that for many, many years. And all of a sudden, he saw a huge giant. And the giant was so big that he was standing on two planets with his, each one foot on each planet. And the giant said, Who are you? And he said, I'm the boss symptom of the future. And the, and the giant said, Ugh. Oh. I've been in this place for so long, I've never seen a human being here. And Basham told the future, told him the whole story and about how he was searching for the gold castle, or he said the gold mountain with the castle of pearls. And the giant said, oh, there's no such thing on no planet anywhere in the universe. He said, this is complete nonsense. And the Basham started to cry, and he said, oh, it has to be somewhere. And the giant said, no, it's nonsense, it's nowhere doesn't exist finally Pasham Tov of the future pushed him and pushed him and finally the giant said it's, I don't I think it's nonsense but you are so stubborn I am in charge of all the animals in the universe and because of you I'll call all the animals and maybe one of them knows where the mountain is and the castle and he called them all and they all answered him and each and every animal in the entire universe said no we've never seen it and he said oh, see it doesn't exist listen to me and go back you're never going to find her but the Basham Tov of the future said it has to exist and the giant said alright well if you go past these planets deeper into the wilderness uh, the uninhabited part of space uh, there's my brother and he is in charge of all the birds in the universe and all the flying things. Maybe they know. And you should go and tell him that I sent you. And so he went and he found the giant who was in charge of all the birds. And he asked, and again the giant said, no, 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 there's no such thing. And he said, all right. He pushed him and pushed him until finally he said, all right, I'll, I'll check with all the birds. And he checked with all the birds. And none of them knew about the castle. And finally, the giant said, See, it doesn't exist. But Brasham to the future kept pressing him, pressing him, till finally he said, All right, deeper into this uninhabited part of space is my brother, who's in charge of all the winds of the universe. And they blow over the entire universe. Maybe they know all the wind, winds. And so maybe they know. And so 
Basham Tov searched and searched and searched for many years to find this last giant until he found him. And he asked him, and he said, oh, there's no such thing. He said, can't you at least look and find, ask the winds? He said, I will. So he called all the winds, and all of them replied, no, no, it doesn't exist. But finally, the giant said, see, it's complete nonsense. And finally, Baal Shem Tov started to cry, and he said, oh, I know it. I know it exists. And then all of a sudden, one last wind blew up to the giant and said, Sorry, I'm late. And the, and the giant said, Why are you late? Didn't I tell you that all the winds should come and talk to me? And the wind said, I was late because I had to carry a princess to a planet with a mountain of gold and a castle of pearls. And the Baal Shem Tov said, That's it. That's the place. And the uh, giant said to the wind, Uh... Why is it why is it important? What why why did he take her there? And he said, "Oh, everything is precious there, and so she's precious too." And so the wind said to the Bashem to the future, uh, "You've been looking for such a long time. I'm going to give you some money." And the wind gave him some money, put it into his hand, and he said to the wind, "Take me there." And the wind picked him up, put him in a spaceship, and and picked up his spaceship and flew him all the way to the planet. And Why would wind have a spaceship? A spaceship? The wind doesn't have a spaceship. Boston to the future has a spaceship. The wind took up, picked up his spaceship and flew it for him all the way to this place. And it got... Wind can't fly people. It could pick things up. Like, really strong wind can pick things up and fly it here or there. Like a like in a hurricane, like sometimes, or like in uh, Wizard of Oz when it picks up her house, yeah, and brings it to Oz. Well, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. So the wind picked up the spaceship of the Boston to the future, took it to took him to the planet, and landed in a beautiful city, where there was a a mountain of gold, and a castle of pearls. And he went to one of the rich people in the city and he, he paid for a place to stay knowing that he would have to stay there and he would have to figure out how to get into the castle and how to take her out. And eventually he freed her. But the end of how he freed her, that part of the story is never told. But Why? in the end, he did save her and he did take her out. Why? And she lived happily ever wow. after with her father. Why isn't it told? Why? How? I don't know why it's not told. Why do you think it's not told? I don't know. Would your brother already be dead? No, they were an alien race that lived for thousands of years.